Dr. Joel Wallach's groundbreaking studies over decades of research have revealed numerous facts and truths about your health which are radically different from what you have been led to believe by the medical community. These findings have been distributed worldwide through the material on this phenomenal CD, Dead Doctors Don't Lie, with more than 200 million copies in circulation. Recorded during Dr. Wallach's lectures, this CD touches on a wide range of subjects including aging, heart disease, cholesterol, arthritis, cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, and pregnancy. In all, Dr. Wallach addresses 25 topics and engages in question and answer sessions with the audience. And his book is a comprehensive expansion of the material on the CD with over 400 pages of information which can significantly impact your quality and length of life. You'll learn how to identify 90 essential nutrients, many of which are not available in food, prevent and reverse 412 diseases with vitamins, minerals, and herbs, reach your genetic potential for a long and happy life. Eliminate a major portion of costly medical expenses, take responsibility for your health, and much, much more. Dr. Wallach's Dead Doctors Don't Lie 400-page book and multi-million selling CD can both be yours today for a gift of $40. It's not too early or too late to gain the knowledge and tools you must have to rescue and revolutionize your health and that of your family and loved ones. Call or order online today. come where God wants to use you prophetically. Are you ready for it? Lift your hands and say, Father, I'm ready for it. Every person that is listening tonight has got to understand, if we do not begin to move into the prophetic, we will be sunk. God Almighty wants to speak to you in dreams, in visions. He wants to speak to you in, the, that, in those quiet moments. The Bible makes it very clear that God speaks when you're half in, half out. You're not sure if you're sleeping yet. God will give you a, a, like a quick glimpse of his plan for your life. He may show you something that may very well be disturbing and you have to pray to stop it. Or he will show you something that is uh, a blessing. You have to pray it. You know, the word of God is prophetic throughout. So, it shall come to pass in the last days the Bible says in Joel 2.20, and I think often we just ignore it because we think, well, it's somebody else. No, it's you. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Young men will see visions. And that doesn't mean only the old and the young will see one or another. I believe it means all of us will see dreams and visions. Upon the servants and handmaids, 
In those days, I'll pour out my spirit. Now, remember what I said to you a few days back. When he said afterwards, after what? After prayer. Prayer triggers the prophetic. Because in Joel, God called people into prayer and fasting. If you read, you know, what comes before uh, 2.28, God says, fast, pray, call an assembly, get to work. Start fasting, start praying. That's what afterwards, after prayer. It shall come to pass afterward. Afterward means after you, you pray, after you fast. We need to fast and pray so the prophetic will be a part of our daily, daily life. Somebody say amen. amen. And Acts 2, in, in Acts chapter 2, we see again the prophetic was released upon the church of Jesus. And, and I think it's time we realize God really wants to speak to us and through us, not just to us, but so can you be prophetic. Acts chapter 2, verse 17 says, It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Same thing we saw in Joel 2, 28. And he said, Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. On my servants and on my handmaidens, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. And I just read Acts 2 because that was what missing in Joel 2. Joel 2 didn't mention prophesy. Not really. It says sons and daughters and so on. But here it says they, the whole church will prophesy is what it says in Acts. So the church is, it, we, we really are living in, 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 in very exciting days. Because the Lord is really, in my opinion, restoring to the church his gifts. The gifts are being restored and, and, and brought into full operation. Maybe whether you realize it or not, it's really happening worldwide. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, that it is God's will for all to be in due to profit, to see results. The word prophecy, please write this down. The word uh, in Hebrew is naba, N-A-B-A. It means to flow, means to boil up, means to bubble. Naba, N-A-B-A. So in the New Testament, the words prophecy or prophesy or prophesied or prophets amazingly are used 186 times in the Bible. So that word when it comes to prophecy or prophesy or, or prophets, imagine God's uh, placing such high importance on it to talk about it 186 times in Scripture. So it's not a small subject to heaven. Now, please understand something that is very important. The prophetic has three realms. The first realm, it's called the prophecy of Scripture. That's in 2 Peter 1, 20, 21. I like it on the screen, please. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20, 21. Verse 20 and 21. We've got to understand, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture, it says, is of any private interpretation. So, the first realm of prophecy is the Bible. And because it's a biblical revelation, it's prophetic all the New Testament. And it's called in the Bible the prophecy of Scripture. 
So it's the declaration of the Word of God as revealed to man. Now this, this uh, realm of the prophetic contains no errors, contains no mistakes, contains no imperfections. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's divine truth, and there is no human mixture in it. It's called the prophecy of Scripture. So the, the, the whole Bible is prophetic. And the, the prophecy of Scripture is the only kind of prophecy that can claim this level of divine inspiration. Now the second round is called the spirit of prophecy. And that's found in Revelation 19.10. Revelation 19.10 on the screen, if you don't mind, so we can read it, okay? In Revelation 19.10, it mentions the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy is the anointing of the Holy Spirit that enables men and women that don't have the office of a prophet or the gift of prophecy to come under the prophetic anointing, the prophetic anointing of a man of God or the prophetic anointing of a ministry. So here it is, it says, And I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said to me, See thou do it, see thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy is explained really good in 1 Samuel 19, verse 18 through 24. And I like to read this because it's really powerful. The spirit of prophecy is the atmosphere of the prophetic. So you have the, the prophecy of Scripture where it is totally divine, no human uh, interference or mixture. It's God's Word straight and clear, no mistakes whatsoever. But then you have uh, the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of, of prophecy is explained powerfully in this chapter. And I want to start reading verse 18. And David fled this is 1 Samuel 19, 18. David fled and escaped and came to Samuel to Ramah. Now Ramah is just outside Jerusalem. And told him all that Saul had done to him. Remember, Saul tried to kill him a few times. And he and Samuel went and dwelt in a place called Naoth. Not too far, by the way, from Ramah. It was told Saul, saying, Behold, David is at Naoth in Ramah. And Saul sent messengers to take David. Now, here these soldiers show up. Watch this. This is, I think, very, very exciting and very re revealing, eye-opening. And when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying and Samuel standing as appointed over them, watch, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, was upon the messengers of Saul. And they prophesied. It was told Saul now, what happened? He sent other messengers. Now imagine, they, they became completely dis, dis, disarmed. Here people, they came to take uh, David as a prisoner. These were soldiers who were not anointed. They were not prophets. Are you listening? They were not ministers of the gospel or priests in the old covenant or nothing. These were just soldiers who wanted to come and do harm to David. Now they come under the influence of the prophetic. And the Spirit of God came on them. 
And when the Spirit of God came on them, they could not think about taking David. They gave up, dropped their weapons, and began to prophesy. And prophesied long enough for Saul to hear about it. That was days later. Think about it. They've been prophesying for days before Saul could ever hear about it. Now he sent a whole bunch of people again to take David. And it says in the scriptures, and it was told Saul, verse 21, he sent other messengers. And they prophesied likewise. And Saul sent messengers again. The third time. And they prophesied. Now look, this must have taken a whole month. Hey, they had no iPhones. No text messaging. No, how did they know? Somebody had to go a long way to tell Saul, it's not working. Verse 22, then went he. He said, okay, I'll do it myself. Verse 22 says, then went he also to Ramah, came to a great well that is in Seku, and he asked and said, where are Samuel and David? One said, behold, they are at Nayot and Ramah. And he went thither to Nayot in Ramah, and the Spirit of God was upon him also. And he went on, watch this. The Holy Spirit came on him while he was still walking. He wasn't there yet. It says, and the Spirit of God, verse 23, was upon him also. And he went on, meaning he was still walking. And prophesied until he came to Nayot. He began prophesying before he, he, he ever got there. The spirit of prophecy is so powerful, it's like a magnet. I will never forget when Paul Cain came to our church. Paul Cain was a great prophet. He was so detailed, way more detailed than I could ever talk about. Like specific with specific with specific scare, scare people. Every time he would come to our church, the air conditioning would blow up. Remember that, guys? Imagine Florida. We got so hot steaming because that thing was blown. I almost didn't want to have him again. Every time he came, that thing blew up. But I came and stood next to him one night, and the same spirit came on me. And I began to prophesy with details. And for a season, I had prophetic meetings every Sunday night where I would give people their names and do the same thing he did. It came on me because he came enough to our church. That thing rubbed on me. I come up and didn't know it's in the Bible at that time. Now I do, thank God. There is the spirit of prophecy. So I believe God is going to bring you under it and get your engines on. Somebody say, I'm ready, Lord. Hey, you need it because it actually works positively. Now, Saul came. He was in the negative, but God still prophesied for them. But think about all those prophets. We, we don't know who they are. We know David was prophesying. We know Samuel was prophet. We know the prophets who were under the ministry of Samuel were all prophesying. At the Think about a whole bunch of people prophesying all, all at once. Because the Spirit of God is the Spirit of prophecy. When He comes on you, you will prophesy guaranteed if you don't, something is wrong with that experience. The prophetic is always a part of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 
always. If there's no prophecy, there, it's not the real out, outpouring. You'll start to prophesy. You'll start to know things about your life, God's plan for your life. You'll know things about people. Some of it may be scary. It's okay. Hallelujah. So, that is the spirit of prophecy. But then we have a third realm. And that's the gift of prophecy. On tomorrow's program, Pastor Benny Hinn will continue his insightful message on the three realms of the prophetic. And he invites you to visit the ministry website for the opportunity to download a digital audio copy of this complete teaching for further study. It is his free gift to you. So go online today. This is your day for a miracle. On May 7, 2004, Reverend Paul Teske was speaking at a men's Bible study, never realizing that what was about to happen would change his life forever. So I stood up and began to talk, and about two minutes, three minutes into my talk, my entire left side from my waist down was completely gone. I mean, when I said gone, it was like a light switch went off and I was completely paralyzed. And I'm standing there, no headache, no backache, no pain, and I'm thinking, what is this, a, a pinched nerve, or is it a, did my leg go to sleep? But I kept speaking because I didn't have any headache, and as I'm talking, I'm standing on my right leg, and I'm thinking, uh, this is so surreal, maybe it's gonna go away. As he began to uh, walk towards his chair, um, I noticed, including a lot of other people, that all of a sudden he collapsed. He couldn't bear his weight on his legs and uh, he just fell down. Paul was rushed to the hospital to find out that he had had a stroke. The doctor's report stated, left leg paralysis secondary to a right vertex hemorrhage. Two weeks later, Paul was released from the hospital with a brace and a walker and began an outpatient therapy program that was to last several months. Well, when I'm in the hospital and I, and I saw that Benny Hinn was gonna be in Baltimore, which is only maybe three and a half hours away, four hours away, when I, when I knew that God was going to heal me and I knew that that lady in my church had been there in August of 03 and was healed, that that was the venue that, I, I mean, it wasn't by coincidence he was in Baltimore on the 21st day after my stroke. Uh, so I just, I just knew that that was the venue I should go to. Just one week after being released from the hospital, Paul and his wife, Rivers, went to the Benny Hinn Crusade in Baltimore, expecting a healing. In a minute, that the music started and I knew that something was about to happen. I, I felt it. Um, I know that Paul felt it. During the second worship set, I started to vibrate. It was like a jackhammer. I can't explain it, but I just started shaking. And River said, what's going on? I said, I, I believe God's healing me. I, I really think God's healing me. Quickly, you, you, come, 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 come. On the platform, fast, come on. The Lord is going to use both of you. Are you ready? You're so ready. Touching Jesus' name. Touching Jesus' mighty name. Uh, three weeks ago today, I was speaking to 200 Christian businessmen at the New Canaan Society. And about two minutes into my talk, I had a stroke. I had a hemorrhage in the brain and a loft, uh, my, my left leg went paralyzed. And I finished my 30 minute talk because I thought my, uh, I don't know why, I just had the strength to do it. They took me to the hospital and I was supposed to get out today. I got out last week. 
So I, I know Bruce and Lisa Hughes, so I called them up and I said, Benny Hinn is too close for us not to come down, but uh, God has just restored me, and uh, it's, it truly is a miracle. God's grace. Stretch your hands towards him, that this Sunday miracles will happen in that church. We believe that as the gospel will be preached out of this man's lips and his wife's, that they'll see mighty signs and wonders as in the book of Acts. That that church will experience such a flow and an overflow and an abundant flow of the Spirit. That Ezekiel 47 will be fulfilled in that congregation. Where now only their feet are touching the water. But soon that glorious water of life will flow so great and so deep. It will draw thousands into that congregation. Lord, I pray healing ministry will be granted to this couple who've served you for years. Give them that mental. Touch! Dear God. Dear God. Two weeks later, Paul went back to the doctor. The report stated he has had no setbacks in his recovery and no current symptoms. And in Paul's case, hallelujah, I want to say hallelujah, it was all gone. There was no, no problem left you know, in, in his left leg. Miracles did happen that Sunday morning at St. Paul Lutheran Church and have continued with intensity for the last two years. Paul and Rivers received a healing ministry and they are seeing lives changed wherever they go. Jesus Christ healed me, but Benny Hinn was the conduit through which the power of God flowed in that meeting. If people say, would you go to a Benny Hinn crusade? Or would you recommend it? Absolutely. Even if you don't need healing, just go for the worship, go for the praise, just go for the experience of being in the presence of God. It's an awesome thing. Jesus is the healer today. He's never changed from uh, the past, the present, and the future. He will never change. And that is the expectancy that we equip with and that we believe in our own hearts. Our wonderful Lord Jesus, in John chapter 5, we read, came to the pool of Bethesda in Jerusalem, looked at the crowd, and he saw a man there who'd been there a long time waiting for his miracle. And the Lord comes and asks this man a question. He sought him out and said, Do you want a miracle? Will thou be made whole? Are you ready to receive your miracle today? And the man explained how he had tried to receive his healing and could not. And Jesus looks at this man and asks the question he's asking you today. Will you be made whole? Will you allow God to heal you today? Will you accept your healing? Will you accept that loving gift from the Lord himself? Now, the man that the Lord asked that question to did not even know who, who the Lord was. He did not know even the name Jesus. Had never heard the name of the Lord. Yet the Lord would choose him and the Lord would say to a man who did not know who he was, do you want a miracle? Now, if God the Son 
would come to someone who did not know him, did not know the power in his name, did not know he is the miracle-working God, would he not come to his own children, to his own and say, do you want a miracle? Now, you know what happened? The man was healed. He was healed immediately. As the Lord said, pick up your bed and walk. He's offering you, as he offered that man, a miracle. I think this is a mighty question. Do you want your healing? He's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, he's the same. He doesn't change. He's still offering us that free gift, that miracle. Come on, let's believe. Let's also receive. So you stretch your hands towards me. I'm stretching my hands towards you. And let's ask the Lord Jesus himself to heal you today, to give you the miracle you need in your body, in your life, in your home, with your family. Come on, let's, let's agree together. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come with that one watching today on the program. And Lord, I believe with each one of them. I believe with that one right there watching that that miracle will come today. Your power will touch them today. That amazing miracle will begin now in their life. In the mighty name of Jesus. And so I take my place and I step into my office and I command that disease to go, that sickness to go in the mighty name of Jesus. I command that bondage to be gone, that problem in their life and family to be gone, that problem in their finance to be gone and canceled. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Grant that request today in your holy and mighty name. Amen and amen. Now you receive that healing. Arthritis in the right hip has just been healed just like that a second ago. A skin condition, a very bad skin condition, especially in the back. It's a lady. I see bleeding in your back area. God is healing you now, my dear. Receive it in Jesus' mighty name. You feel God's blessed healing touch on your body. Someone with severe, severe sinuses. You've been on medication. Nothing has helped you. But the Lord is healing you now. And I see someone who just was in a car accident. You're in terrible pain. And the Lord has, has, has already touched you. All I want you to do right now is just stand up and walk around. You'll find the pain is gone from you from your, your body. And a young man who's just had a heart problem, he actually had a heart attack. Father, in Jesus' name, let the healing come, let the miracle begin, let the restoration in his body take place in Jesus' mighty name. Albert is your name. Albert, you expect now that healing in your body. And, and swelling around the right eye has just been healed also. Receive it now in the sweet, wonderful, mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Remember, the, the greatest miracle is salvation. So would you pray this with me? Just say, dear Jesus, 
I am a sinner. Forgive my sins, Lord. Save my soul, Lord. Come into my heart today. Wash me with your blood. I give you my life forever. Amen. He loves you. He loves you dearly. Keep watching. This is your day. Tell your friends and expect your miracle. It truly is a whole. Thank you.